Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right. Blessed and greetings, love. Zeb, welcome to Bob Brady. How you doing? I'm good, brother. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm great, great. Well, Zeb, you guys, is a drummer for Tribal Seeds. Uh, he did all kinds of touring with Barrington Levy. He's played with probably every major artist you guys know, Shaggy, you name it, gentlemen from all over the world. And, um, yes, sir. Yep. And then um, yep. you had your band, Detour Posses. So, Zeb, how did you get involved with music, uh, playing drums, or did you always play drums, or what, what happened? What was going on right there with your musical career? So, so let's see. So, I started out um, playing guitar when I was about eight, because my family played guitar, my brother, my mom. Okay. And I was kind of like an ADD kid. I didn't really... You know, like it was just, I don't know, I just wasn't into that one. So my mom got me a drum set when I was nine for Christmas, and I just sat in my room and just played that thing like every day, all day. I took lessons for maybe three years, maybe, when I was like young. Okay. So I played through, we had bands, had bands when I was like 10, 11 years old. We played like ACC yes. and Led Zeppelin, you know what I mean, like little yeah. school dances and stuff. Right. So I was doing gigs even back then. But then high school, I kind of stopped and skateboarding and, you know, all these things came up and whatever, whatever. And then I got into, like, punk rock. I played a bunch of punk rock bands. Um, but I wasn't really serious, you know. And then mm-hmm. my brother actually got me into reggae. Um, I, I more grew up, like, classic rock and punk rock. That was, like, okay, what I was into, you know. Well, and then, so much of Southern California grew up on that stuff. So. Yeah, you know. And that was around music all the time. And, you know, uh, my dad was into, like, R&B. And my mom was into rock. So it was like I had both those. Okay. My dad would listen to like Luther Vandross and you know guys like that, and you know Barry White and stuff. And <laughs> my mom, my mom was into like Zeppelin and the Who and you know all that. So Killers. I ended up getting that. Hang on. And um, so um, high school so I played playing punk rock. My brother got me in the room. He was about sixteen, I think maybe. Okay. Um, sixteen around sixteen. And I got super into it. Like, at first, I didn't like it. It okay. was slow. And they were talking about a long time ago, where it wasn't a Cali reggae scene. It was right. Jamaican artists. Strictly got me into, like, um, Black Uhuru. Yeah. Um, old Oswald. Foundation Fred artists. Here. You know what I'm saying? Gregory Isaacs. Yeah. You know, Ika Mouse, all that stuff. So, like, I got into it around that era. And then he took me to a few concerts. I saw, I think it was Sly Robbie, Taxi Gang, and Black Uhuru. That was an awesome show. And I saw Oswald. And Steel Pulse did... Uh, Earth Crisis or some, one of those tours at the uh-huh. at the Democracy, yeah. and 
I got to see this live, like, in its heyday, and I was like, man, I want to play like that. So I just started studying all the drummers, Sly Dunbar, Horsemouth, oh, wow. um, Style Scott from Roots Radix, uh-huh. you know? And we started a bunch of bands, and we had local bands and everything, and then I started back in artists, maybe, like, a few years later, I did Mikey Dread. Okay, so, um, okay, so, hold on, so before you get into the backing artists, so... What was it, the the first band you had with Detour Posse? Was that the no, first? no, no? I had other bands. I had a band called One Destiny, and then I had another band called United Nation, okay. and then um, a bunch of other local bands. This is before Detour. This is all. This was before Detour. Okay. It's kind of like how I just got started in like the okay. regular world. Okay. So you you were backing Mikey Dread before Detour Posse? Yeah, yeah, long time. Then uh, wow. Ross Michael, Ross Michael and the Sons of Negus was the first artist that took me on tour, actually. And wow. I went to Europe. I went. To, I played at Reggae Sunfest in Jamaica and yeah. got to tour, travel, and, you know, see the world and play music and make money. And Ross Michael was a Naya Bingi Rasta man. And, you that know, is, I learned yeah. about the culture. Yeah, it was more about the culture of it also, not just the music, you know? Right, 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 right. Rastafarian culture, so, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I got into it. I started going my locks reading the bible and what? i got really into it mm-hmm. i got really into the that's where zeb came from was in 12 tribes that was my tribe was Zebulon, so people okay. started calling me zeb that's kind of where good. all that came from so as the years went on then uh <clears throat> that ended i started playing with some other local bands and then detour kind of started um with a brother named daka he already had the band okay and my good friend bill shively was playing bass he ended, he's playing with boys to men now and he played okay. with big mountain and okay. different people over the years too and so he brought me in, and we were just kind of like dark eyes back in then. Okay. But then a lot of the uh, promoters in L.A. started bringing dancehall artists mostly at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Lady Saw, uh, Red Rat, General Degree, people like that. Right, Nick right, Lightning in them, yeah. Yes, yeah, that was a little bit after, but still, same, yeah. Okay. Like Jamaica Gold that started, and all these, you know, there was a lot of Caribbean shows, a lot of Jamaican shows going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, so they would be like, hey, you guys think you could back this artist? Sure, no problem. So we learned their shit, mm-hmm. you know, go and do it, nail it, kill it. Next show, do the same thing. Then all of a sudden, the artist started knowing about us from Jamaica, mm-hmm. and they knew they could come to the West Coast and not have to bring a band from Jamaica. Right. That was, that was a game changer. That was a game changer. Yeah, because back then, a lot of people didn't have visas, and it was a really hard thing for them to bring their and band. The, and then the money. Unless, the money, everything, unless you were like Sly and Robbie or, you know, Roots Radix, obviously right. they were doing that, but, <clears throat> you know... Not all the uh, sugar mine on all these guys couldn't afford to bring bands from Jamaica all the time, you know? Right, right, right. So we would back guys like that, and then uh, Barrington Levy obviously came up, and I ended up playing with him for like, what, what 18, 19 years at least. Wow. Um, and then, um, you know, like a million artists in between that. We did yeah. Sean Paul for years, you know, we did um, Alton Ellis, Mighty Diamonds, like you name it. Shaggy, yeah, you so, Shaggy on, at the Shaggy, show yeah, or something? All yeah, we were kind of like. Um, we were kind of like a, a versatile band that yeah. could really back not just roots artists, but I mean, like dancehall artists too. Sometimes you were the festival band too, right? <laughs> yeah, we were the house band for all the Bob Marley days, all the Ragamuffins, all the Sierra Nevadas, all the Reggae on the Rivers. Yeah. So we would back like seven artists each day. Yeah. Kind of, kind of stuff. Crazy, so, you know what I mean? Crazy fun. Crazy fun. Yeah, crazy but fun. you know, it's just stressful too. A lot of times you don't get rehearsals with the artists or mm. they miss their flight, they don't come True. in, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, back then as a backing band, it was, it was a little bit stressed, but it was, it made us <clears throat> the musicians that we are, I think, you know, from doing that. 
For sure, for sure, for you sure. Know? For Plus sure. you learn how to be a chameleon and fit into whatever project that you end up in. That's why when I joined Tribal Seeds, I fit into the band because I already knew the seeds of the band and the music that they were doing. Uh-huh. And I was already a fan, and so uh-huh. my playing style just fit into what they were doing. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, th- I think it's been yeah. a great addition to the band. You bring a lot of Thank great you. energy, and um, it's always Thank good. You. To yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm stoked. We got a lot of things on the horizon. Obviously, right now, so everybody be safe and get through all of this, you know, and hopefully we'll come out brighter on the other side. <clears throat> so, um, you did a bunch of work with Tribal Seeds and went on tour a bunch of years now, and, and so you also did some production work with Slightly Stupid, yeah? Um, yeah, well, I've done, <clears throat> me and Kyle have written a lot of songs together. Um, the last song that we, I had on one of their records was Hold It Down on Meanwhile Back at the Lab, so we wrote that song together, and I recorded it, I played drums on it, and me and Kyle have been friends from <clears throat> way back, you know, you know, from yeah. those days that we're talking about, from Brick by Brick, yeah. you know, era, you know what I mean? We <laughs> yep, stayed yep. friends over the, all these years, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's cool to see everything come full circle, how big they got. Now no I'm kidding. in a band that's in their scene, and we touring together and doing songs. You know what I mean? So it all kind of came awesome. full circle, which is awesome. Awesome, yeah. awesome stuff. Yeah, man. yeah. Awesome stuff. So yeah, but me and Kyle have done like, I don't know, we probably done like a hundred tracks together over the years. Jeez. Or something, man. There's all kind of stuff: funk stuff, reggae stuff. Okay, so, so I've, I've been following your career since I've known you since when you started backing Doc Guy and you came over down to uh, Cafe Sevilla downtown. It's like '96 right, yeah. or something, something crazy. And um, yep. so you you were branching out to be doing your own music. You were going to do your own music there for a little while, yeah? Yeah, I did. I did. Um, I actually had a little short-lived career for a minute. I got signed by Randy Jackson from American Idol when he was at AR Columbia. Wow. Had kind of like a development deal. Back then, they would like give you development deals. Like, okay, okay. okay we're going to give you some money. We like your song. Go in the studio and do some other stuff. Let me hear it. You know? Like, uh-huh. um, so I never got the full record deal. But I did get um, a couple songs in movies. Okay. Um, from sure. that. Yeah, and I had an MTV on Laguna Beach. I was on the soundtrack for that. So now I'm kind of revisiting that, and I'm going to put out an EP, a solo EP. It's going to be all collapsed. Killer. Um, yeah. You said you were doing some work cool. with Cat DeLuna? Yeah, I worked with Cat DeLuna for like a few years. It hasn't been a while since I worked with her, but okay. I did a bunch of Latin pop artists like her. and okay. I did like um, Paulina Rubio. I did like TV oh, wow. show Paulina Rubio and a couple different, you know what I'm saying? So I, did, I branched out. It's not, I don't just play reggae, but... Yeah, 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 I've yeah. It's been like the bulk of my career, you know. For sure, for sure, for sure. And reggae's taking you to the four corners of the world playing reggae yeah, music. Yeah, man, crazy. All over the world, man, places I never thought I'd be in like, multiple times, too, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, all of a sudden you're in French Guyana or something, like, how did I get here? Like, you know? How amazing. <laughs> what, you've had a very amazing career, and I know you guys are going to keep on doing stuff. We talked earlier, and you said that... um Tribal Seeds is in the works on a, on a new single, something like that? Yeah, we're going to, so we were, in, we were in the midst of doing a new record when all this happened. We were actually supposed to go to South America, obviously all that's canceled now, but, right. um, and um, be promoting stuff out there, but we're going to release a single um, pretty soon here. I don't have the exact date yet, but it's going to be pretty soon here, and then we're going to have the full-length album is going to come out this year at some point. Now, okay. because of all of this... Things are obviously up in the air as far as release dates and all that. We'll right. Out, you know, we're yeah. hoping that we can get it out by fall. And we're supposed to go on tour with Iration this summer. Right. 
I was hope that one. Hopefully, this ends at the end of uh, beginning of May, and uh, things hope. will things will start getting back to normal by uh, spring yeah. and summer. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know about my season. I just have to push things back and make it work. And then um, we're all we're all hoping we can be on tour this summer. Yeah. In addition to all the work that you do with all the local bands and touring, not local bands, international bands and national bands, you also have your own local reggae night, yeah. Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah, when I'm in town, we do. Uh, we do lighthouse here in Hermosa Beach, and I play a bunch of different little spots around my my, my South Bay area out here. So we keep, you know, this South Bay here is a cool little reggae community because um, probably like I don't know half of us live from tribal live right here. Like Gonzo lives down here. Um, okay. Fortunate youth, all the fortunate youth guys live right here. Mm-hmm. Um, Tomas Batsy guys live right here. Pepper, most of the guys from Pepper live right here. Pennywise. So it's like the South Bay music scene is always. Kind of had some. Didn't um didn't fortunate you pick you up to go on a tour really recently too? Yeah 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 sure then yeah yeah I I've played I've toured with them before too I did um a couple like runs with them before I did a whole tour when with travel seats with them oh wow okay much and then um I've done you know some some runs here and there yeah so that means that means that means that you played. With travel seeds and then you play with Fortune Youth yeah. at the same night. <laughs> but yeah, you see what I'm saying though, to where I came from, like people like, God, you tired? I'm like, actually, that's not even that bad. You know what I mean? That's only, <laughs> yeah. that's only two hours, bro. Like, I'm used to being up there for like four hours. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Those Jamaican festivals, backing bands, it's, it's a nonstop, man, for hours yeah, and hours. Yeah, you just learn how to like have stamina. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? After doing it for for like so long and so often, you know. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So, so we're just trying to keep things alive, man. And you know, we're we're gonna put out this music soon, and I'm I'm hopefully gonna put out a single of my own. Okay. Um, I'm not sure which one yet, but um, I definitely you'll have it for sure. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> you'll have it for sure. Yeah, I got right. some really some really like cool collabs on this rec- on this EP, so I'm just trying to work cool. on that while we're locked down right now, you know. Cool. Well, you know, one I, I, one of the questions that um, uh, some of the people get to, and sometimes I ask it, sometimes they, they say it, but what do you think is maybe one of your top two highlights in your musical career, like a, a vibe that was incredible or like you played in front of a, a trillion people or something like that? <laughs> well, let's see. Um, I think when we went last year with, with Travel Seas, we played at Summer Jam in Germany. Okay. Um, and we did all, we did a European. This is the first time the band has ever really been to Europe. We had done a one-off in Portugal, but this is the first time that Travel Seas has really ever played in Europe. And we did, uh, we did France, Amsterdam, London, um, Switzerland, and then we did Summer Jam in Germany, which is a big deal. You know that. It's a oh, big yeah. festival out there. Yeah. And we smashed it, and the response we got was amazing. How awesome. So it was like, you know, 30,000 people, but they had never seen the band before, ever. You know, people right. were saying they, they drove from other countries, you know, <laughs> like that, bro. We were like, whoa, you know, so that was definitely a huge highlight. And uh, I played with Barrington one time in Yokohama, Japan, at a baseball stadium, and there was about 80,000 people there. Holy moly. So, it's for Mighty Crown Sound System. They do a show called Reggae Side. Okay. And it was like eighty thousand people, huge, like a like a Super Bowl size thing. Wow. That was pretty ass. Yeah. You don't usually get nervous, but it's a lot of people when you look at like okay, so think Cali Roots is about eighteen thousand. Mm-hmm. One Love is about twenty two. Uh huh. So four times the amount of people that are at One Love. Jeez. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. That's crazy. Pretty, that's crazy amount of folks. <laughs> 
Yeah, and he looked out like, damn, how'd I get here? You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're 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 a bad you're a badass drummer. I've seen you I've seen you play for so many years. I've been to a billion of your shows. We've hung out so many times and. Yeah, hung out and stuff. Bro, long, we like family for like what twenty some odd years now. <laughs> yeah, twenty five years. It's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I'm glad to see you doing this though too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this is this is radio's been great for me. Radio's yeah. done a lot of good stuff for me, and being involved in reggae music has been a savior in my you life. Stuck so. it, you stuck it through like like we did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, just cut my nose in it. I knew you, you adapted to the, to the change and the shift of where reggae was going from, from strictly a Caribbean to making things to an American music now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. A European music now. Like, yep, yep, yep. You know? Yep, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta move with the punches. We gotta bend with the wind. That's what's <laughs> yeah, but it's great to see it. Like, it's, I mean, look at it. how big the scene got, bro. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. The scene has gotten mm-hmm. so huge in the last 10 years. It's, it was like apexing as we were talking as, as before this corona because... Every yeah. big artist. Now, here's something that I've talked to about some other people about is that even on in Jamaican's best day, Gregory Isaac and Dennis Brown and Freddie McGregor together with, say, Sly and Robbie would have a very hard time doing the tour schedule that Revolution and Soulja and The Green and all these bands do and Slightly Stupid do on a yearly right. basis filling amphitheater after amphitheater. No yeah. way. There's no... I, 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 I never would see that. You know what I'm saying? No, no. I mean, yeah. And the, the touring thing for them back then was nowhere near as extensive as it is for the American bands now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so that, you know, it, it's opened up a huge world with Live Nation and all these big promoters that were never involved in reggae back then. You know? Yeah, they could care less about us before. <laughs> no, nah, it was private promoters for the most part. Yeah, yeah. You know, just that dude sometimes had money. He's like, I'm going to put on a show, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to have a festival. What's you know? his like, name? I interviewed, who was it? Um, Tip Irie. He's like, yeah, the gangsters then from New York would just fly us in. <laughs> Yeah, no, Tip and all Tip was there from way back, bro. Yeah, he knows, you know what I'm saying? He knows, he Yeah, knows. just some gangster dude would fly him out to do a show, and he'd have to just hope he got his money. And, <laughs> and the show went off wood, and everything was... Which is a great thing now, because we all get paid, actually, like, now. You know, oh, like, right. You know, I don't right. feel like I actually fight for the money before we go on stage. Like, right. So that's awesome. And then the, the, the cool thing that the American bands did was, um, and I was talking to this about Ross, to Ross and Stevie, was that the American bands... The contract was the contract. You don't show up to the venue and demand an extra room no, and yeah, five extra. There's no be- changing the contract after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> Jamaicans love to switch around at the last second. So. Yeah, yeah. Demand well, more know, money, era, all kinds that, of stuff. You have to understand though that era. Um, most of those guys were kind of like the Motown guys. Just kind of got ripped off, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, a lot of the big artists that, that we all grew up loving and listening to were just getting ripped off by the by the Jamaican producers, or if they got an American record deal Even by sometimes them, their manager, know. right? Yeah, sometimes exactly. So <laughs> you know, Marley you got to remember where the music came from, and there was a lot of strife and, and poverty and, and all of that going on there. So like, a lot of these cats would just come in and get paid like you know a few hundred bucks for the song and, the, and then John Joe and those guys or whatever producer would yeah. own the song yeah yeah you know? yeah yep exactly which is sad it sucks because they really got ripped off of like 
all mechanical, that, yeah, all mechanicals, all the, all yeah. that, yeah, you know, and now, so the, so the new artists now, like Protégé and Chronic, they're obviously smarter, oh. it's a new era, oh yeah, they know how to run their thing now, they're not getting ripped off like that, no, know? no, no, it's a different, it's a different game now, yeah, and you used to have artists like Coffee now, like doing songs, or Sean Paul even, that doing songs with like, you know, Beyonce or Rihanna, whoever they're working yeah. with too, which has brought, you know, reggae and dancehall into the limelight of American music too. Again, you know? again, Coffee got a deal with Life Water or something, and Sean Paul, Bosey made it onto like Sprint commercial or something, I don't even yeah, Sean's been, I mean, he's been doing it, like, bro, like, Consistently. I remember me, I remember when I met him, he was, like, a young kid from, he was living in, like, Miami, mm -hmm. and the, the reggae Sunsplash people had brought him out, and we were back in Shinehead at that time, and mm -hmm. they were like, hey, we got this new kid, Sean Paul, and that's when he had just come out with that song, uh, uh was it Infiltrate? It might have been Infiltrate. Infiltrate, Infiltrate. Yeah, song, uh, Gal Pond on the phone, something like that, something mm -hmm. about a girl on the phone, Okay. and, like, that was like the song that okay I heard that song before you know <laughs> yeah this is before Give Me the Light and all that so yeah. way before this is years before that so yeah. he came out he was just like 18 never performed really people at the show were kind of like who's this kid you yeah. know he, he ain't that good you know what I'm saying it was like that vibe like, <laughs> and <laughs> you know Jamaicans they want to make you they're, they're not going to give you a free pass they are not going to give you a free pass no, I don't care he was and he was green and then you know what I mean but he, he, want, he was like yo can I come to the studio with you guys and, yeah come on and Mm -hmm. Kind of showed the ropes a little bit, and Where over the years we, we backed them up like uh, you know dozens and dozens, dozens of times. We've you know some tours with them and mm -hmm. stuff with Mr. Vegas and him together and whatever. But um, yeah, then you know, give me the light came on MTV, and bro, and his career just went bang. And, you know, he he followed it up, and that at those times you could actually make money. People actually buying records still. This is kind of mm -hmm. same with Shaggy, like that era where right before like um. Spotify and all that yeah. kind of stuff started coming in. Yep, yep, know? yep, 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 exactly. People were still buying records. Shaggy sold 15 million with Hot Shot, you know, and I think, you know, probably the last records are more like, you know, 50,000, you know. Right, right, right. They don't sell records that's, like they used to. Yeah, that's ridiculous. No, no, nobody does. Not just him, it's just the industry, you know. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Man, so awesome to be talking to you about all this industry stuff and what's going on with yeah. private seats and everything. Yeah, we're all, I mean, all of us in this industry, we're all just, you know, hoping we can play music again live soon. I just, you know, we know the fans won't need it, and we need it, and, like, you know, it's really, but, you know, at the same time, it's, you know, the industry that we're in is, is very, um, for this kind of thing, it affects every aspect of it, from the show part to the touring and the same bus part to, like, all of it, you know? Mm-hmm, yep. So it's just, you know, like, you know, we'll see how, how everybody comes out on the other side, but... You know, hopefully this thing will end sooner than later. Yeah. And everybody can do their summer tours and, you know, whatnot, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. We're just hoping everybody to be safe, so when we do play again, everybody's first, there. First you know? and foremost, yeah. Yeah. Definitely, yep. definitely, definitely, definitely. Hey, well, we'll be looking out for the, your new Travel Seed projects, your solo project, and whatever yeah, else you're doing with Slightly Stupid and all the other South Bay people and stuff. Yeah, man, we're just going to keep it moving, brother. Right on. Hey, well, thank you for spending time here with us on Bob Radio, and we appreciate Thanks, you, bro. and we love you, and uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah, man, bless up all the fans. We love y'all.